Hey, welcome to episode 27 of Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I am taking care of an extremely awesome doodle uh, for a week or so after taking care of another extremely awesome doodle for a week or so. And uh, what has come up recently is ticks. Woken up the last two mornings with fully engorged tick uh, loose that I believe has fallen off the dog and not me. Um, but it got me thinking about this time of year with it getting warmer and coming off of the winter that we had um, with a pretty rainy winter. Actually, the ticks are going to be very bad this year, I think, um, as well as the mosquitoes. So it got me thinking about, um, you know, like tick products, the, um, the collars, the natural products. And I have always been a proponent of the natural products. Um, right now, this one that I'm taking care of, she's wearing a Soresto collar and I you know, don't know. I, I think it's a new one. Not sure what's going on. Um, you know, they're, they're not foolproof, that's for sure. Um, but it's always a tricky thing because, you know, you're using some form of a pesticide, um, you know, a chemical, uh, to help repel, you know, the ticks, but then you have to weigh it against what happens, you know, tick, tick-borne disease is horrible for dogs, for people. Um, when I have my shop, I, I can't even tell you how many how many young kids would come in, you know, we start talking about ticks with their parents and they'd pipe in that, you know, they've had Lyme two or three times and the hospitalizations and unknown illnesses and, and all kinds of things. A woman that I went to high school with that I run into periodically, she's been dealing with Lyme for probably 10 years. It completely changed the course of her life. I mean, she's, so, she's just had so many problems with it. Um, you know, so so it's an extremely serious subject. And um, you know, one that no one, especially around here where I am, takes lightly. We're in such a high Lyme incidence um, in the state of Massachusetts. It's crazy. Um, but I always use for my guy, um, I lived in a condo, so I live in a condo. Um, you know, so I, I would walk him. I, you know, I, he was never out on his own. It wasn't extremely wooded. Um, the most ticks that he ever got were from when I would take him and we would walk around the shop. And I, they were always um, on the top of his head, crawling towards like his nose, and and they're so gross. They go for the eyes and the lips. That's where they drink from, and they go for the warm spots behind the ears and uh, the collar, like around their neck, like on their collar, their groin, in between their toes. Um, you know, so those are some kind of the um, the the hot spots to look for. You know, if you do a chick tick check, um, you know, a lot of my customers. Uh, they wouldn't allow the dogs up f you know on the the bedroom floor you know they that was it they were on the living floor and that was it um a lot of people i know a lot of people that only get white dogs uh they won't get a black dog you know they won't get a long haired dog um because they you know they want to keep the ticks at bay as much as possible um there's so many different things out there that you can do you know to help kind of hedge your bets there's a great product um and of course, the name is escaping me right now. I can picture it. Um, I will find out what it is, and, and I'll mention it the next time. But it's a natural spray, and um, it's great because you can spray it on your car, like you know, on the seats in your car. It's not heavy. It has a little bit of like a nat- like a um, you know, kind of like a not perfumey, but it does have a scent to it. Um, but I sold a lot of it in my store. And I remember a customer of mine that came in to buy it. She had gone out for a walk with um, with a friend, and they, I believe, they had the same breed of dog. I think they both had goldens, and um, they they came out. They had gone, you know, into like conservation land, and they came out and 
one dog was covered with ticks and the other wasn't. And the only difference was this spray. And I cannot believe that the name is escaping me, but I will, I will um, mention it on the next podcast. Um, you know, but you can spray it on bedding and you can spray it on yourself and you can spray it on the directly on the dog and you can spray it like on your car. So, um, you know, it's a good idea if you're taking your dog out, you know, you take them to, you know, a, a you know, like a conservation land kind of thing. Um, you know, and then you go to put your dog back in the car, you know, it's a good idea to have it sprayed on the seats or, you know, if you have, um, like a sheet or a blanket or something that you have on the car. Um, you know, so those are good. Um, you know, that along, and, uh, earth animal is a really good, they have a really good product internal powder, which works fantastically well. Um, I have a friend that has never used anything other than that and never had an incident with Lyme in any of her dogs, multiple, multiple dogs for years. Um, that's a great product. They do have a yeast-free version too, which is great um, for the dogs, you know, that can't have any kind of grains and, and all that. That stuff works great. Um, diatomaceous earth, you know, people use that um, in their yards. There's a lot of the um, landscaping companies nowadays are offering natural pet spray. Um, you know, they'll come around, they'll spray your yard with a natural spray. That's fantastic. Uh, so there, there is a lot that you can do. I mean, it's so easy to just go and grab Advantix or Frontline, you know, but you have to remember that you are applying a pesticide to your dog. So, you know, yes, it doesn't, you know, they're not ingesting it, but it is, you know, seeping in. And, you know, I mean, ideally you would get it because you want it to work. So it has to go into their system. It's, it's just a horrible thing. Um, you know, and then you have to be so careful of, of touching it. Um, if you have kids, you know, you know, you have to make sure that your kids understand that they can't be, you know, touching the dog or kissing them or, you know, getting anything, um, you know, transferred onto them, you know, and then there's also the idea of, you know, if your dog gets sick with anything, you've now compromised their immune system. So, you know, if they come down with anything, they're already a little bit behind the eight ball because of, you know, trying to solve one problem, you know, you can be adding to another one. So it's just one of those, those things that you have to weigh the pros and the cons and, and, you know, determine for yourself what you can, you know, what works for you, your lifestyle, what, you know, your conscience, like all of it, you know, just, just how, how you feel about all of it. Um, but it is definitely a subject that needs to be addressed. And, you know, I've, I've a friend that, that, um, you know, she got a puppy, she's a five month old puppy and she lives in an area where they just don't have that concern. Um, there's not a lot of, um, you know, the houses are very close together. There's not a lot of land, um, you know, to see a deer would be crazy, you know, whereas, you know, the area that I'm in, <laughs> I, I mean, I've almost hit deer in driveways and, you know, broad daylight, you know, it's, you see of a herd of them going through the yard, you know, at night. I mean, it's just crazy. So, um, you know, definitely something to be careful of, something to be aware of, uh, you know, t-shirts are a good idea for dogs when, you know, if it's not too hot out, um, you're going to take your dog out. And even if it is really hot, put a wet t-shirt on them um, have your own little wet t-shirt contest with your dog. But, um, you know, you put like a, a white t-shirt on them and take them out. And then, you know, after the walk, you just kind of uh, roll it off them like inside out. So you're kind of rolling the dog up I mean, the dog, the ticks up in the shirt. Um, another thing is a lint roller. That's, excuse me, that's a good idea to run a lint roller over the dog and that, you know, the, any loose, the loose ticks will stick to it. So, um, you know, definitely something that, that I don't, think you can really be too crazy overboard about, um, because of the ramifications that can happen from the deer ticks. So anyways, um, not to be like all panic pants, but, um, you know, definitely 
you know, my recommendation, like I said, has always been towards the natural. They are effective. They do work. They may take a little bit longer to kind of, um, like do like a loading dose, um, you know, to, to build some, some, it's, it's kind of like, you know, building up your immunity kind of thing. It can take some time, but I think in the long run, it's definitely worth it. And something that you can do year round and you should do year round, um, you know, and just doesn't have the, the side effects and doesn't have the danger to anyone else being around your dog. So, um, you know, just some things to think about. And I, I will find out I, it's, um, vet, it's vet something is that spray. I cannot believe for the life of me, um, vet's best, I want to say is what it is. Um, but I will double check on it and I will mention it on the next podcast. Um, but again, any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that, I can reach out info at sniffdog.com or um, you know, go old school and just pick up the phone and call 508-653-7387 is the number. All right. So everyone um, stay clear of the ticks and we'll see you next time.